So do you know about my fire problems as a child? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> well, let me take you back. <laughs> Let's go back. third grade but I have no proof to back that up but I know we were living on the Bush Road house or the, yeah Bush Road the Bridge Road Bush Street Bush Street yeah um, in East Meadow East Meadow so it's before Meadow you came along Long Island Long Island right? the Long Island house the first one which we were renting the bottom of a duplex so the owners or whatever lived upstairs. They were the landlords. And we lived downstairs. And we either found or stole some matches. Who's then, we? Um, my friends. Like the Bush Street Gang, which <laughs> Mom hated. Um, so it was Steve Ragon, George Ragon, John Connolly, Matt Connolly. Uh, I think they were there that day, but other members of the gang would be Chris Ducalo and Gary Penny, Greg Ola. So eight of them, including you? So, yeah, they're all about my age, give or take a year. A couple were over, a couple were under. Um, but they all lived on Bush Street, except Gary Penny lived on Beach Street, but we still included him. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, so we've, back in the day, what prompted this, I think, was, uh, well, let me describe what the sump is. So the sump is this, uh, I don't know if they still exist in these modern times, but this was like a, a drainage area for the whole neighborhood. Oh, yeah. So it was like this deep hole in the ground, hmm. fenced off, but we found ways through that. And, um, and so inside would be just all grass. It's just a hole in the ground, but at the size of a city block, or a city, a neighborhood block, you know, maybe seven or eight houses long. Wow, that's big. By probably three houses wide. So it was, it was giant. And, uh, and it was just over, you know, just growth. Nobody moated or anything um and it also included and this is where it comes in the stephen king book it also included this giant sewer pipe at the bottom of the hole that would if you chose to go through there connect to like the commercial area of that neighborhood nobody ever went in there though it was pretty creepy um but anyway, uh, it was a dry day, and uh, back in this time, I was collecting bottle caps for some reason. So, like, beer bottle caps, um, 
you know, it was before the internet, so. <laughs> <laughs> before PlayStation, before Atari, so uh, nothing to do. So you collected bottle caps and baseball cards, and uh, so uh, and this was directly across the street from the Bush Street house. Um, so we, I was, we were over there looking for bottle caps. You know, found a few. Um, it had a gate, like a chain link fence all around the whole sump. And it had a gate that was locked. But we, I think we just bent the doors each way and, and <laughs> were able to sneak through. And uh, so we were in there all the time. And uh, we found some matches, which I think at the time was a big deal. And we went down by the, the sewer pipe because there was just a trickle of water down there. So, again, trying to be safe. <laughs> there is a water. Thinking ahead. <laughs> and uh, we're like, let's just burn these long blades of grass that are dried up. Let's just burn those to the ground, you know. So you'd burn it at the top and it would go down to the bottom. Quickly? Yeah, pretty yeah. quickly. It was fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, one of those uh, burned down pretty quickly and caught other ones on fire while it was burning down. And uh, it, it soon soon got out of control where we couldn't really stop the spread of the blaze. Mm. So uh, we all, you know, I'm three, so what's that? Nine years old? Eight Third years. grade, yeah. Sounds yeah, nine, ten. <laughs> so I'm nine or ten years old. And, so we think, uh, again, pretty pretty damn bright. We were like, John Connolly's dad is a fireman. So we went to John Connolly's house, which is about eight blocks up the block, eight, eight houses up the block. And uh, he was not, it was during, uh, just after school hours. So he was, the dad was out working, putting out other fires. And, and mom was... Uh, Mom, John Connolly's mom was there. So she called the fire department and they came a running. And how did you tell her? Do you remember? No. Um, were, I don't, you, were, you, were you there? I think we blamed it like we were just walking by <laughs> you uh-huh. and happened to. Wow. There is fire. Fire's here. We must alert the authorities. So, uh, <laughs> we uh she called the fire department and they came and uh, they put it out and and of that huge again probably uh square footage eludes me but I, you know eight houses by three houses uh of that lot maybe one quarter of it burned Woo-hoo. yeah but um it was on its way and um and they put it out, and I remember your dad was just, like, so pissed. Because <laughs> he knew right away it was me and, and Steve Raygon, and uh, he's like... But I was like, they came and put it out, it's okay. And he's like, well, you know what it's going to say on a report? The report's just going to say, neighborhood kids did it. <laughs> and you're going to be... <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I can't recall how much trouble I got on that one. Uh, 
I don't think it was too much. But then there was another time. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? Did you did you watch them put it out? Yeah. <laughs> was it one fire truck? I think two. <laughs> like two fire trucks and one of the little ones. Did it get close to any houses? No. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> not much. Not much. Did you go back there? Huh? Did you go back there? Of course. Investigate? Yeah. You find anything cool? No. We just were like, ah, this is where it went out of control. We were like uh, CSI again. We were like, <laughs> like, okay, this is where it went wrong. Um, and, um, so next time. We can... I forgot what year it was. 2014 or something there was a bad fire in boulder oh my god the outskirts yeah. of boulder and our friend who's a bassoonist his yeah. house burned down the house he was renting the, the what's canyon which i don't know whatever, whatever and they uh, he was actually i um, remember that fire season he was out of the house i think teaching a lesson a bassoon mm-hmm. lesson at the time so he had his instrument with him but all the rest of his stuff oh. burned down and I think he and his, his old instrument is burned out. Oh, really? His old oh, instrument yeah. burned? Oh, I his, forgot about that. His old fox was burned down, and he found melted keys in a drawer. Oh. Well, I remember that he. Is that he, when lions burned? No, I think this was different than lions. Oh. But he and his housemate kind of snuck back into the area. It was still closed, and they got back in there. And he discovered this twisted hunk of metal, which was his profiler, which is a tool we use to make bassoon reeds, worth about 2000 bucks, maybe more. At this point, yeah. And uh, I remember he showed us a picture of like the washing machine, and that was all that remained of that whole level of the house. Really? Everything else mm-hmm. was just gone. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. So he got lucky that he still had his instrument with him, and then he had a very long process of... Getting going through the insurance. Yeah. But he had renter's insurance? He had uh, stuff for his music, you know, his oh, all wow. of his music equipment. Lucky yeah. And he probably had renter's insurance. Yeah. Um, something else I was going to add there. But anyway, that whole thing, you know, that could have been your neighbor's. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. Are you still at all in touch with any of those guys? You know, uh, with the advent of uh, Facebook, I found uh, really only one lady, uh, one girl um, at the time, named Tina Ola. She was uh, she was kind of part of the gang, more it was her brother Greg. But yeah, out of all those people. Uh, the Raygons aren't on Facebook. The Connollys don't seem to be on Facebook. But she gave me updates uh, of kind of the whole gang uh, and where they are now. So it, are they still in over there? No, uh, the Raygons moved to uh, one of the Carolinas, and the Connollys moved to Virginia, I think. Uh, but uh, there's one. I don't know if you recall, like, if you can remember back, because you're so old now. <laughs> like, back in, like, I don't know, maybe you and Caroline Keita, something like, you're not girlfriend, boyfriend, but you're, you're, you want to be, or you, 
if you were older, you would be, you know, something like that. And there's this girl named Janet Olson, uh, who I've been trying to, who I tried to track down, but I can't find any record of her. But I'd like to figure out where she ended up. Did she burn things? No, she was nice. Did any of them go to jail? Not, well. (laughs) Well. You know, I, I believe one of the Raygons may have gone to jail. And that doesn't surprise me. They were that kind of brothers. <laughs> um, um, so there was a... Uh, so fast forward maybe... How old are you when you're 12? 6th grade? 7th grade? I had a paper route because your parents didn't give me any money. So, uh, and I wanted Atari games, so, so uh, I got a paper route, and I was pretty damn good at it, if I say so myself, and, uh... Was it like, you, did you have to fold all the papers at four in the morning and then get in your bike and deliver them? It was an afternoon paper route, except for Sunday mornings, and Sunday mornings were about maybe nine or ten, nah, maybe eight or nine. And we received most of the Sunday, back then, you know, I don't know if you even remember this before the internet, but Sunday, the Sunday newspaper was like extra thick. Oh yeah, uh, it's huge. Yeah. Um, And so we got most of the Sunday paper during the week Mm -hmm. with our regular papers and then we would build them. And then on Sunday it would be just the news part of it, Mm. which was actually pretty thin. Um, And then we would, and that's what most people ordered or subscribed to was the Sunday only Uh, but anyway uh, so I had a paper out and I kept I was pretty responsible with it and kept getting good at it and uh, so I kept getting uh, kept adding to it when when other people Mm -hmm. would quit around me I would add to it so I had a pretty good chunk of that quadrant of East Meadow I guess it'd be the so, West Quadrant, um, and it was all done on uh, by foot. It was uh, it, it didn't do bicycles, but with that many papers, especially on Sundays, I had to uh, use borrow a shopping cart from the nearby food store, which what was it Food Town, I think it was, which was across Hempstead Turnpike. And they were the, the the brand new plastic carts. They weren't the metal carts. Uh, this is back when they were brand new. So, uh, and that that wasn't it wasn't rare that uh, so. You know there were always like red shopping carts in our neighborhood from people that would shop at the food town, and push their groceries home and just leave the cart. So <laughs> really, yeah. So it was common. <laughs> I mean, not you know, dozens, but uh, a couple a day in our n- neighborhoods. <laughs> this is literally right across the street, the, a busy street, and um, so I had one of those that just kind of kept. Didn't really have a home for it. It was just like leave it out in the street, and then if it was there the next day, great. And if not, <laughs> you find another one. <laughs> so, 
So, uh, I recall it was, a, <laughs> I believe it was a Sunday, because there was a lot of papers, and it was extra cold. And, uh, and, and for some reason, like on Bush Street, they, uh, they were doing construction, but back then they didn't have those fancy illuminated signs that ran on solar power and whatnot. It had the arrow, like, lane clues. Mm -hmm. They didn't have all that crap. So what they did was take these, uh, like, propane... They looked like cannonballs filled with propane, and then the light, a little flame, would stick out the top. But they, they looked exactly like cannonballs. So I think to myself, man, that would keep me warm. So I grabbed one of those cannonballs and put it in where the kid would go in the shopping cart, you know. <laughs> I'm like, this is nice, yeah. And uh, well, about halfway through my route, one thing led to another, and the papers caught on fire from the cannonball, and then the uh, whole cart <laughs> caught on fire. Uh, so it was dripping red plastic down the street <laughs> as I'm pushing it. You're still pushing? And, uh, yeah, still pushing. <laughs> Didn't let it go. And uh and I was I was alone, I was kinda panicking, like, oh boy, this is this is not good. So uh, I remember, hey, my <laughs> friend, or um, acquaintance, Andrew Roth. He's on vacation with his parents, so his house is empty. So I go to his house, his driveway. And I use his, like, he's got a spigot on the side of his house so uh, to turn oh, on the water. water. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, no hose, though. So uh, he's got the spigot, and I'm like, ah, how am I going to get this water on the cart? Meanwhile, it's dripping red plastic all over the dude's driveway. <laughs> um, so I find the top of a garbage can, and I fill the top, the inverted top of a garbage can with water and end up, you know, putting it out that way. <laughs> And, uh, you know, after you know, not too much time, it was out. Um, Wait, so that was what time of the what day? What time of day? Probably like 9 or 10 in the, in the morning, morning. On a Sunday. Nobody morning. in the, like, street was well, around you? Apparently, yes. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, um, I still don't know how they found me. But, so I, they put the... Uh, Red, yeah. The cart's out. The fire's out. Um, I don't know what I did about the papers, honestly. I, I, I don't know if they sent me more or whatnot, whatever. But um, um, I put the uh, lid to the garbage uh. can back where it was. I think, thought I cleaned up enough. But apparently, uh, they came home that day. It must have been a weekend trip. And they came home that day, and they see soot and, and melted plastic all over their driveway, and they're thinking someone burned down, was trying to burn down their house. So they call the fire department, and, uh, and the fire department tracked me down somehow. And again, your dad is the one that came and told me, <laughs> and that wasn't good. Um, <laughs> so I... I think he was even more pissed about that one than the, the sump. Um, 
I think I must have been 13 or 14 at the time. Nah, that's when I moved to New York. So it must have been 12. But I think he wanted, I think he was trying to hit me. And, uh, and all I remember is like falling back and I, my legs were like up in the air and I kicked him two feet in the chest what? and knocked him back into the wall. And he left me alone after that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think I, that was heavy punishment. That I remember that was groundings and whatever. So apparently, yeah, someone reported it to arson. I don't know how they got me, though. I don't know how they found me. I mean, uh, if there's something fire like that, somebody see it from a house, probably. Any idea how many newspapers were still on the cart? I'd estimate about 15. It was towards the end of the route. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah. Well, maybe they were able to put it together that way. They say, you got a stack of... Newspaper on it, yeah. Yeah. All these guys did not receive their newspapers, <laughs> and their paper boy is this kid. That'd be me. <laughs> the arsonist. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so going back to Boulder Canyon, that, that's what I was trying to avoid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that worked out. Well, years later, I got... Um, on a trip to Vegas, bought some fireworks, and a friend of mine wanted to light them off, like, sort of in a desert area, and I was like, eh, yeah, <laughs> probably that's fine, maybe you should. <laughs> this, you stop? I think we did one or two, but the whole time I was like, alright, that's fun, let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you remember, like, it's not the, you know, the mics, the fire stuff, I Years ago, like later, this three, like hippie kind of person was in in front of TV camera. Those that the three start the fire. Oh right, right. Yeah. Remember, like a footage we watched. There was a big it? fire near Boulder, and uh, the idiots responsible for starting the fire were previously on television. Yep. Talking about. I just saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw like I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so horrible. But could have been. Been... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just wanted to rent a video. <laughs> We're more responsible than them. Yeah, they wouldn't have slid into the ditch. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Has Maya burned anything? She does like her matches, though. I let her light the uh, <laughs> candles at the house uh, and the incense. And uh, Oh, yeah, you still like incense. I love incense. Yeah, we're still working through that box, you guys, oh. for my birthday. and uh, Yeah, she, she enjoys matches a little too much. And we went to see Journey together in October for her birthday at her request. Really? Yeah. yeah. At her request for Journey, and she brought a lighter. Because I used to tell her, like, back before cell phones, mm-hmm. you know, people would hold up their lighters during the ballads. She said, I want to bring a lighter. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so open arms and faithfully come on. And... <laughs> At Ithaca, a friend of mine played his recital, 
and uh, he and I and these two other guys lived together in this house. So we all went to this recital, and one of the guys who's not a musician brought a lighter to this recital hall, <laughs> this classical music recital hall, and he finagled. You can you know adjust the lighters so that you can make the flame short or tall yes. and he, I think he broke some regulators so that it would go super tall nice and he's sitting there in the back waving his lighter <laughs> while my buddy's playing some horn piece <laughs> and it was it was a little alarming he the flame was gargantuan <laughs> uh, this is again where where I, this is not a good parenting move but um, I did show her how to spray hairspray into the lighter. <laughs> oh, no. And I showed her, like, oh, when we went to ACDC, no. my first show ever, <laughs> there were dudes doing this, and I showed her. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She's like, wow. <laughs> How like, old and I told was? her, my first show ever, you know, alone with friends as opposed to going with parents, was ACDC and Nassau Coliseum in 1983. When I'm sitting in my chair in the lower bowl, and I'm watching, we had tickets on the floor, right? And and this is my first show ever, ACDC. Tickets on the floor must have been tenth row or something, hmm. with buddies, and people were down there smoking and puking, and all, I'm like, I gotta get out of here. Mm -hmm. So we went up and found it must not have sold well because there were empty seats in the lower bowl. So we got off the floor, went and uh, sat in a empty seats in the corner of the lower bowl. And we're watching the show, and I'm like, all right, this is a little better. And all of a sudden, my ass is burning. I'm like, what the <laughs> I'm looking around, and this dude behind me has his big lighter. He's burning my ass through the seat. Like, you know, like where the seat and the back of the seat has that space uh -huh. and he's like doing there like burning my ass with his lighter through this oh, the crack shit. in the seat and i'm like what the <laughs> and i turn around and this is just like the 17 year old dude like he's like ah just kept you know they just kept walking along their way but i was like this, this is rock and roll man. <laughs> he was actually in the band <laughs> yeah that was angus yeah <laughs> I, I can't imagine wanting to set off fireworks in Colorado ever again. Oh no! Because <laughs> oh, no. not not just because of that scary experience, right. but just it's such a dry and sure. Yeah. And when I think about climate change and all the natural disasters, oh come on, all around the world, <laughs> keep your politics out of this. <laughs> when I think about the Chinese hoax of climate change, <laughs> but you know one thing, I was surprised when I moved in here. Um, fireworks is regal. Yeah. In Japan, well, because we, I mean, like, summertime is kind of wet, too. You know, humidity is high. But it's all season, any time, we can get the fireworks any, anywhere, everywhere. Because nobody, like, are really doing those shitty things. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of nationality yeah. kind of stuff, too. Because, like, here, because illegal, all the kids get so excited to do something bad. In Japan, it's opposite. It's regal. You can, you know, parents or whatever, like, teach really, like, you know, this is how you play. And then, not much problem. Yeah. Uh, really. It makes a huge difference, though. But anyway, when I think about, you know, Colorado is a pretty safe place. We're not going to sink it to the ocean. 
no earthquake. Tornadoes, yeah, no earthquakes. It's, yeah. But it's a tinderbox and it'll go up. Oh, yeah. When some jackass decides to <laughs> shoot some fireworks out of his car. <laughs> In a stone tunnel. <laughs> Well, this is a pretty good family podcast. Yeah, episode. that was a good uh, pyromania. Yeah. Oh, just like fire, fire, whatever version of it.